This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. This is episode 11 of 51st Dates, and I'm your host, as always, Jolie Moore. This week, I am going to read you uh, chapter 10 from 51st Dates, and this one is the Aussie. Interestingly, um, I just, well, not talked to him uh, because he lives in Melbourne, Australia, but we just texted. Um, It was my birthday this week. And he texted me. Uh, we talk from time to time. He is a delightful person. I can't wait to read this date. Um, I remember what happened, but who knows what I wrote. Uh, get ready. It's time for the Aussie. Chapter 10, The Aussie, February 16 through February 17. My housekeeper comes on Saturday mornings. Having someone in my small apartment all day running a vacuum and water is a bit more invasive than having someone in the three-story house I shared with my ex. But after a few months, she and I had a routine of sorts. I'd go spinning at the gym on sunset, come home, and shower in the bathroom yet to be cleaned. And by the time I was ready to get dressed, my bedroom would be cleaned and the bed made. For the remaining hours, I'd hole up in there writing or working on book stuff. In the last week, Classic Car Guy had texted me every single day. Pictures of Spanish colonial buildings, snaps of him and his older brother, videos of the Caribbean after he and his brother had driven across Guatemala from the Pacific Ocean side of the country. Then there were the texts. On his first day, on his first or second day away, I got this after we'd gone back and forth a bit about travel. Classic car, FYI, I do miss you, want to see you, spend time with you when I come back. Later, there were more travel selfies and texts. Classic car, I'm very glad that you like me, that I'm your type. I'll admit to saying as much in one of those long, rambling text conversations. Classic car, I'm definitely attracted to you. Your intelligence is very sexy, and it's a turn-on, not to mention physically. I'm also very much attracted to you. After that, we'd probably dissected that first date a few times and chatted about our days. He was sightseeing and hanging with his young niece, me texting pictures of a book signing and various spots I'd hit in the Los Angeles while he was away. I share all this to say that while I was looking forward to seeing Classic Car when he landed in Los Angeles in a week, I was also looking to have some fun. Enter the Aussie. Of all the apps, I think I hate Bumble the most. Supposedly, it's a more relationship-oriented app. But the guys on there, flaky is all get out. 
Despite matching with dozens of guys and messaging a few, not a single one of them ever wanted to meet in public. Want to continue this lovely and wide-ranging conversation over a coffee, a drink, dinner? I'd messaged to more than a few. None of them ever said yes. I hadn't put my finger on what in the hell that was about. But there I was on Saturday listening to the incessant sound of the vacuum while swiping through Bumble's yellow interface. A cute guy caught my eye, and I stopped to read the bio. It said something along the lines of, Aussie in West Hollywood for the weekend, looking for fun. I also remember something about him saying he didn't want sex. That was a disappointment, but what's a girl to do? Fun is fun. Me? Still in town? I love to meet new people. The Aussie? Still here! How does one know if they're a good kisser? That swipe left if you don't like kissing in my online dating bio got a fair bit of screen time. Me? In answer to your question, people will tell you. What are you doing in town? The Aussie. But then people don't tell you if you're not. I've been told, blushing emoji face, I was originally going to visit Seattle, but the weather screwed those plans up, so I thought I'd spend a few days in LA. What have you got planned for your weekend? I paused a moment from texting and got some water. I was thinking that Seattle's loss due to record-breaking snowfall the week before was about to be my gain. Me. I'm going to play this afternoon, then just hanging out. I didn't add that I'd love a distraction from hoping for, waiting for, reading, or rereading classic car guys' texts. I added the thing about kissing to my profile because a shocking number of people don't like kissing, which is fine. But I don't want to hang out with them. The Aussie? Seriously? Guys say that? That's disturbing. Who doesn't like a good patch, as we call it in Australia? Me? Some guys are weird or very truthful. Honesty is appreciated. I'm about to head out for a couple hours. If you're up for getting a drink later, let me know. I'm in WeHo, West Hollywood, as well. The Aussie? Sure, why not? I'm planning to be at the Rainbow later. I'm not sure if you like that place or not, but it's like my home away from home. If you want to join me, that would be great. Me? Time? I'm not familiar with the Rainbow. The Aussie? Really? It's like a famous rock bar on Sunset. I might head there around 6. Sometimes I feel like I have two brains and two lives. One inside my marriage and one outside. One of my ex-husband's issues is that he didn't like me to go out, not without him. And him? He didn't like to go out. He was worried about being killed by a drunk driver, not being there for the pets 24-7, eating food that wasn't cooked at home, and so on and so on. The minute leaving the house came up, his anxiety would take over. When we first moved to Los Angeles, I was interested in making friends and going out. I met up with people I'd known from college who were in the area. I made new friends from our neighborhood, from the gym, from volunteer activities. My ex somehow managed to suck all the fun from each and every activity. He didn't like my friends. They were too rich, too poor, too educated, not educated enough, trying to cheat him when we split the bill, too elitist, too clueless. I could go on, but I'll spare you. I'm sure that you get the picture. He often said that he hated everyone. I used to think that couldn't be true, but now I'm pretty much sure it was. I got exhausted managing him through lunches and dinners and parties, so I'd stopped going out with him. The times I went out without him were hard as well. I'd go out with friends and he'd text me every few minutes. When was I going to start the drive home? When was I going to be home? What was for dinner the moment I arrived home? Was I having a good time with my friends? On the nights I went out for dinner, I got the same texts no matter how late I stayed out. He refused to go to sleep until I come back. The moment I went upstairs, the question started. All of this, this is why I didn't remember the rainbow. 
I think I'd been there with friends when I'd first come to the city, but I'd given up, given up on going out to places like it over the last half dozen years. I finished the play, Linda Vista, by the way, was the best play I'd seen in three years. Following Thunderbolt's advice, I'd started relying on the aid of Uber drivers. I could drink, not drink and drive, keep it safe, and not have to go looking for parking. So I parked my car at home again, made sure I still had it pulled together, and ordered an Uber. Two minutes later, a white Lexus pulls up. Hi, again, David said. It took me a good minute of scrolling through my phone to realize David and I had met before. It was David from last week's 1am pickup at Thunderbolt's house. Forget bartenders, now I think Uber drivers had the real front seat view to human dating rituals. I buried my face in my phone's messaging app, a sure way to avoid the awkward conversation of my active dating life. Me? On the way. What are you wearing? The Aussie? Gray top? Jeans. I'm here at the far end of the bar. See you soon. Even though, at first blush, the Aussie wasn't my type. He was built like a linebacker. We hit it off almost immediately. We were born only three weeks apart. We'd both separated at exactly the same time. We'd had the same issues in our marriage. In a conversation that would be an overshare in most contexts, it just worked with him. There were a lot about our lives that was similar even though he was an accountant and I was a writer. After talking for a couple of hours, he suggested we move to a table on the inside for dinner. And for the first time since I'd started these dates, the waitress grabbed my phone and offered to take a photo of us. We friended each other on Facebook and I sent over the pictures. While we were looking for each other on Facebook, which was surprisingly hard as Facebook assumed two people on two different continents with no mutual friends couldn't be looking for the other, the Aussie revealed his hobby. You should look me up by my record label. I leaned in and took a closer look at the accountant I'd spent the last few hours laughing with. You have a record label? Yeah, just promoting a few musicians, my business partner I like. We put them on vinyl. I sat back appreciating my date who had just become multidimensional. You know what? You should lead with that. We ended up staying out well into the morning, just before last call. We talked about everything. It was too bad he lived 8,000 miles away and not eight, because he'd have made an excellent regular date. The Aussie, I had a really great night. You definitely didn't bore me. Sorry if I talked too much. If you feel up to it tomorrow, that might be fun. Talk in the morning. We did it again the second night. I took him to a dim sum on Beverly. We talked for even more hours. I even told him about Classic Car Guy. His advice? Take it slow. He also sort of had some words of caution about trying out a relationship with someone who was so different. If the Aussie and I were in the same town, I'm sure we'd go out again. He was the kind of guy who'd grow on you slowly. I could see that. He'd be kind and chivalrous and wouldn't take a woman for granted. Maybe I'd meet someone like that. In the meantime, I wanted to pursue the chemistry classic car guy and I had. That he's the kind of guy that I should pursue. He's grounded. He's an adult. He has a job. He, that he actually, you know, works full time. He um, was self-reflective. Um, he loved his children, who were older than mine, by the way. I think his youngest may have been 19 or so. So I think they're all over 21 by now. Um, he was just delightful. He was really funny and engaging and warm. And obviously, if we're still texting, um, he's, he's a great guy. Like, 
there is like probably nothing wrong with him um other than the fact that he lives in australia and clearly we're not dating but he was great um he's invited me to visit his house we talk like from time to time um we talked about corona uh, in australia versus corona in the u.s um economics i mean you know he's like music he is well-rounded and lovely um but he had short hair and was built like a linebacker so initially he would totally have not been my type um but he's cute and i could see like over time how totally like somebody like that would totally grow on you um plus he likes to travel i mean nothing wrong with him and it was actually one of the best weekends i think i had um in this entire uh dating time and there's a lot more weekends and a lot more guys but he was really um probably one of the best if not the best so uh i um i've learned a lot in two years i'll just say that i've learned a lot and maybe creative bad boys who are emotionally unavailable are not a good idea uh can't believe i said that <laughs> it's pretty- I've loved creative bad boys since I was a teenager. Um, the more creative, the more bad or the worse, the better. And I think I may finally be over and done with them. The fact that it took this many years is a whole different conversation. But um, I'm so delighted that I met him. I'm so delighted that I still talk to him regularly. And I'm so delighted that the Aussie is still in my life. Great guy. And um, as we've discussed, the minute like I can get on a plane, I'm totally going to go um, and visit him or he's going to come here. Um, we've talked about it and it'll happen as soon as we get a vaccine. Um, loved him. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week. <laughs>